Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number nine from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And I would like to thank all of you for being part of, of this podcast and, uh, and listening and uh, sending in your questions and suggestions. Um, thank you so much for your kind feedback as well. Uh, um, and uh, again, if you have any questions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And inshallah, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, please do not shy from any questions. Please ask me any questions, you know. Uh, um, and uh, inshallah, I'll get back to you with the, with the answer. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's get right into today's topic, which is, uh, it's a continuation of, you know, last uh, episode's topic, which is the origins of, you know, of, of, of life, the origins of mankind. Uh, how did we come to existence? Um, and uh, we will continue the story of Adam and uh, Satan. Um uh, and uh, from that story, Allah tells us basically the purpose of life. From that story, we will derive the purpose of life, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has clearly told us in the Quran, and the Prophet ﷺ told us in his sunnah as well. And again, this is a question that a lot of people struggle with. This question, this this type of question, this this exact question actually, um, sometimes makes a lot of people, you know, commit suicide. People don't know why they, the, the, why why are why they're here. Why do they exi- Why they exist? Why um, why they're alive? You know, uh, is the purpose of of, of us uh, being here is to just be born so we can you know get buried and die? Is that why does it matter to be good if we're gonna die anyway, right? So these questions, um, they always linger in, in, in you know in our minds, and and a lot of people again struggle with it. But Alhamdulillah, from the blessings of Allah, that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us the answers to all these questions, you know, and the ultimate answer to why are we here? What is the purpose of life, right? And that's Inshallah what we will talk about today. Um, so. Uh, Last time we said that, uh, and, and I'll just be really brief because I don't want to, you know, go back to mention the whole story from the beginning. You guys can go back to the last episode and, um, you know, it's at the end of the last episode and, you know, uh, you know, listen to it from the beginning. But basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we, we said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam with his own, you know, with his, with his bare hands. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given Adam a, a high status. Right, and uh, Satan, who, who is from the jinn, right? He's not an angel, never was. Uh, used to live in Jannah because of his uh, obviously good deeds, because his race, the people of the jinn, uh, 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 were basically corrupting earth, and they were killing one another. And this comes from the Quran when the angels asked Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, "Hey Allah, like." Are human beings going to be, if, if they have the freedom of choice, because jinn have the freedom of choice, if, if human beings will have freedom of choice, wouldn't they do the same thing that the jinn did, which is killing each other, uh, uh, corrupting earth, which is actually happening, right? That So the angels did have a point, but Allah responded to them and said, what? I know what you do not know. Uh, I, I'm creating uh, 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 mankind uh, for a purpose. I know that some of them, uh, will be the most righteous. Some of them will uh, will worship me. Some of them won't. Uh, will stop 
corruption on earth. Some of them will do things like, you know, being prophets and messengers. Some of them will be worthy enough basically to be prophets and messengers. Uh, and these, these are enough. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want you to be perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not asking you to be perfect because you can't be perfect because you're a human being, right? Uh, but Allah wants you to do as much as you can, your best, your absolute best, to be in the highest rank uh, or in the highest of the ranks of the believers. Basically, you have to be in, uh, up there, right? And that's what Allah is expecting from you. That's what Allah is telling you to do. Uh, uh, when, you re- when you commit a sin, repent and stop making that sin. When you do something, you know, think of Allah. Allah is watching you. That's what, what Allah wants. You know, we're not perfect, but we have to learn from our own mistakes, right? <clears throat> now, another problem is um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also does not need any of us. So l- let's just period Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is mentioned in the Quran numerous times. Allah doesn't need human beings to be Allah. You know what I mean? Allah, God does not need humans to be God. It's that simple. God is will be God with or without us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could in a second just wipe us all out from the face of existence. And no one will be able to do anything about it, right? No one will be able to do anything about it. And nothing. That will never diminish a, a little bit of Allah's dominion. Allah's dominion will always be there. There are billions of creation that worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without us. Now Allah preferred us over all most of them. We talked about this issue last time, uh, and Allah wants all of mankind to be in Jannah. Allah wants all of humans to be in Jannah, but Allah doesn't need. It's it's not it's not mandatory. Allah tells us how to get to Jannah, and it's up to us whether we reject or we follow. It's that simple. So it's not like Allah is 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 wants like is gonna make us all go to Jannah. That's no. Allah basically told us what is right and what is wrong. Al halal ubayn wal haram ubayn, and that's it. What is halal and what's haram is right there. What's forbidden, what is uh, allowed for us to do is right there. It's up to you to choose, and based on our choice, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala whether will admit us in Jannah, inshaAllah, or uh, take uh, admit us in Hellfire. That's basically it. And again, we said that being a Muslim does not exempt you from getting into Jannah at least to finish, you know, uh, your, to, to uh, what's the word? To finish your time, basically. You have to, again, if you are a Muslim who committed major sins and never repented, you're a bad human being, then you will go to hellfire until Allah decides to take you out of it whenever he wants. Just because you believe in Allah and his messenger. And we talked about this. Now, <clears throat> Satan like we said, refused to prostrate to Adam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after he created Adam, asked the angels and Satan with them, because Satan was living in, 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 in paradise, to prostrate to Adam. And, uh, and basically out of respect, out of uh, nobility, out of, you know, to show, you know, uh, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically picked Adam over many of the creation and honored Adam. So as an honor for Adam, Allah asked the angels and uh, the only jinn that was present, which is Satan, to bow to Adam, to prostrate to Adam. Of course, like we said, angels do not have uh, uh, the ability to disobey Allah, so they right away prostrated to Adam, and they actually changed their minds uh, about Adam after they were worried. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically told them, do not worry, I know what you do not know, and proved to them certain things. But Satan said no. Straight up, said, I'm not going to bow to Adam, I'm not going to prostrate to Adam. 
I won't do it. And what was his reasons? Because he was made out of fire. Because we know the jinn, the original material that they were made of, is fire, smokeless fire. And uh, humans, we are made out of clay, uh, out of mud, basically, you know. Um, so he looked at the original materials and he's like, no, my, my, basically my, uh, my creation is better than his. Uh, I'm righteous. I'm pious. I live in Jannah. Why should I, you know, prostrate to this new creation basically? And that was the first sign of arrogance. That was the first sign of arrogance. And also it was a sign of hatred and jealousy of Adam. And arrogance literally leads to disbelief al-kibar yu'addi ila al-kufr arrogance leads to disbelief and Allah it's a major sin to be arrogant by the way major sin to be arrogant major sin arrogance is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forbade upon us you know being pride all the time being pride and you don't want people you know you think you're better than anyone so you're not allowed to be arrogant you're not allowed to be arrogant you know so what happened is uh because of that because you know satan was arrogant he refused to uh, prostrate allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically rebuked him and called him a disbeliever but still allowed him to linger in in in, in jannah in paradise now adam and eve uh, uh, uh were extremely happy they were you know eating from jannah but allah told them do not eat from a certain tree Actually, Allah didn't even say do not eat. Allah said do not come near a certain tree. Now, we don't know if it's an apple, whatever tree it is. It's not actually mentioned. Allah just said do not come near that tree. So that was a direct command from Allah to Adam and Eve to not come near the tree. Now, Adam uh, uh, and Eve, they, they actually listened. They didn't come near the tree. Now, Satan, on the other hand, he started... To think, oh, if I could make them, whisper to them, make them come near the tree, even eat from the tree, then this is great. This, that, that they're going to get in trouble and I'm going to get my revenge. And this is exactly what happened. Now, what happened is when Satan approached uh, 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 Adam and Eve, he basically told them, hey, have you guys heard about this tree? Like, it's so beautiful. It's incredible. It's like do you, like you think oh like the paradise is beautiful no you haven't seen that tree you haven't seen anything if you if you look at that tree oh my god it's like you know it's an incredible experience you'll never ever forget it of course that got adam and eve's curiosity up you know now they have uh, uh they're curious oh my god what is he you know hyping up that tree now this teaches us a very important lesson when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us do not come near something, you can't come near it, not do it. Because sometimes our self, our own self could be too weak to resist certain things once you're close to them. So you should keep your distance so you don't become weak. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, zina. do not come near adultery. Now, how do we come near adultery? Allah didn't say do not commit adultery. Allah said do not even come near it. Don't even come near adultery. Not just don't do it. No, don't even come near it. How do we do that? 
How do we actually commit adultery? Or what are those things that could lead us to adultery? Dating, for example. You know, it, it, it's one of them that could lead to, you know, a lot of things. Texting in the middle of the night. But this could actually be one of the things that, you know, could lead into ad adultery. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, do not come near it, right? Uh, so when Allah, like for example, you don't want to uh, drink liquor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us uh, liquor is haram. Alcohol is, is, is forbidden. Okay. Now, you can't just go to a bar every single day with your close friends and say, I'm not going to drink. One day you'll get weak and you'll drink. So don't even go to bars. You know, don't be present in something that it's impure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had forbidden. Now, back to the point. Satan did exactly, he knows that if he gets them, he, if he would get him close to the tree, he would weaken their self. He would weaken their resistance. You know, he would be, it would be easier to whisper to them if he can drag him close to the tree. And that's exactly what happened. They came, look at the tree. Oh my God, it looks very beautiful. It's magical and so forth. Then Satan comes in now, stage two, now the second level now, the second stage. He's like, do you know that if you eat from the tree, you'll become angels and you'll never die. Now, some of you might ask, why didn't they question him? Why didn't, why did they think that he was, you know, telling the truth? Well, because literally Adam was created yesterday. You know, he was born literally yesterday. You know, he doesn't, he's naive. It's out of naivety. You know, he's not, he doesn't, he couldn't believe. And he swore, by the way, Satan swore. He's like, by Allah, this tree could make you, uh, uh, an angel and you'll never die it will, you'll be immortal basically when he swore by Allah Adam was like this there's no way why, why would someone what would someone have you know uh, dare to say a lie while swearing by Allah Adam believed him straight up and it's it's not harmful in any way that's the, exactly if you try to eat from it that's what you'll do so of course both of them got curious and they started eating from the fruits of the tree. Now, here's another big misconception uh, that uh, a lot of other uh, uh, beliefs, they believe that uh, uh, Satan whispered to Eve and Eve whispered to Adam and she's the cause of, you know, why they both uh, got out of, of, of paradise. But that's actually very inaccurate. That's uh, false. What happened is that Satan whispered to both of them at the same time and they both made the decision. Now, uh, they ate from the tree. Allah, of course, Allah knows he's witnessing all this and it's a test. Again, now some people might say, why didn't Allah stop this from happening? And we all would have been living in uh, paradise, right? Oh, none of us will be on earth right now. We're going to be enjoying paradise. Well, here's the thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to, he gave you the freedom of choice. You have the freedom of choice. So Allah would tell you, do this, do not do that. And he'll watch. It's a test. It's a test. So Allah decided to send all three of them on earth. Satan, Adam, and Eve went on earth. Now, <clears throat> they were uh, the, the three of them were, were sent on earth basically as uh, they all basically contributed. And of course, Satan has the biggest and the worst portion of this, of what happened. Because Adam, again, he did it out of you know being naive. Now, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had taught Adam how to repent. Same happened to Satan. Satan knows how to repent, how to ask for Allah's forgiveness, how to seek Allah's forgiveness. And Allah tells us in the Quran, after Allah sent them on earth, by the way, I'm sorry. The repentance, I don't know if it happened. I think it happened before they were sent on earth. My bad. Uh, so while they were there, Allah was angry at them. Allah taught Adam how to repent. And Adam used what he learned from Allah, which is how to repent, seek forgiveness. And he started repenting right away. And Allah accepted Adam's repentance. And that basically to us, is the clear, clear proof and evidence that the original sin does not exist anymore. Allah tells us in the Quran, I forgave Adam, hence there is no original sin. There's no sin. Allah accepted Adam's repentance. That's it. Done. But Allah, yes, forgave Adam, but now... Because they failed the first test, Adam and Eve, and Satan, of course. Satan did the opposite of what Adam did. He refused to repent. And that's why Satan has no more salvation. That's why Satan will always go to hellfire. There's no chance for him anymore. Done. And Satan knows this. And he's never going to try to repent or never going to. He's already a symbol of disbelief. Because he was arrogant towards Allah. He did not want to repent. He basically showed his arrogance to Allah. Straight up. Now the problem is, when Satan refused to repent, Adam repented, so Allah forgave Adam. Of course, Allah would never forgive Satan for being arrogant with him. Not just that, Satan blamed it on Allah. Blamed this whole thing. Blamed him exiting uh, uh, Jannah, uh, paradise, Blamed it on Allah. He said, oh, you, Allah, you, astaghfirullah. Oh, you, Allah, you tempted me. You put me in a test and I failed because of you. Basically, he accused Allah of like playing with him. Games. But no, that was a test, a fair test for everyone. Adam was a test for Satan. Satan was a test for Adam. They both failed, but Adam, and this is a huge point in Islam, and I'll explain it in a second. Say, they both failed in the test because how was Adam uh, Satan's test? Because Adam was there, Adam was preferred over them, so Satan got angry, so he got arrogant, he got jealous, and he acted upon it. And he tried to disobey Allah, he tried to make them commit sins, hence Satan failed the test. Adam failed his test because how was Satan Adam's test? Because Satan came, whispered in Adam's ears. He talked to them, he tried to convince him to do something that Allah told him not to do, yet he followed Satan, hence Adam also failed uh, the test that was basically through Satan. They both failed their tests. But the biggest difference is Adam said, Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, for he repented to Allah, asked for Allah's forgiveness, kept asking for Allah's forgiveness. Satan didn't. And that is a big proof. This is a huge point in Islam. Repentance, repentance, sincere repentance makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive everything. There is always hope in Islam. And it's a, the beauty of the religion. The beauty of Islam is that there is always hope. You committed a sin, even a major one, 
be sincere, repent, go back to Allah, repent to Him. Between you and Him, there's no inter there's no middleman. You don't have to go to a priest, you don't have to go to a rabbi, you don't have to go to a sheikh, you don't have to go to an imam to repent on your behalf. It's you and you alone between you and Allah. You repent, you be sincere, and Allah, inshallah, will accept your repentance. And Adam was forgiven, but Allah said, well, you both failed the test. I'm going to do the test one more and last time. You will all be sent to earth. Now, the test does not apply on Satan. Satan is not going to be tested anymore because Satan straight up refused to repent to Allah. was arrogant, so that, that test is now for Adam and Eve and their progeny, which is us. Not to Satan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the three of them. Now Satan is the ultimate test. Our test now. Him and his followers. The devils, the demons, whatever you call them. They will be our second and final test in this world. So Allah sent us here. If we, if we fail the test, we're doomed. We're going to go to hellfire. And that's basically it. If we pass the test this time, we will go back to our original home, which is paradise. Jannah. That is the purpose of life. We are in our second test. Our father Adam and mother failed in the first test, but they repented. Allah accepted their repentance. And now Allah is asking us to pass the test. And here's the beautiful part about this. Allah, it's not like Allah sent us on earth and he forgot about us. Like, you know, when you hear in some movies or some, you know, uh, uh, stupid claims, Allah never forgot about us. The biggest proof that Allah never forgot about us is Allah sent us on earth and kept guiding us and send us messengers and, and, and prophets to tell us exactly how to pass that test. Now, our problem is many of us don't follow. We don't care. Allah says to pass the test, pray five times a day and be sincere. Oh, it's too much. Do I really have to do this? Uh, I don't know. I'd rather you know go out with my friends. I'd rather you know listen to a concert or music or, or like some music or watch a, v a movie or literally Allah's telling you how to pass the second test. You cannot blame it on Allah if you go to you know if, if you basically fail. If you fail, if you don't go to paradise and if God forbid you end up in hellfire, you can't blame this on Allah. Allah showed you in every book that we're talking about authentic books how to pass the test. Quran is literally your our manual in this life to pass the test. If we follow Allah's commands in the Quran, if we stay away from what Allah has forbidden upon us in the that's mentioned in the Quran and follow the Sunnah again, which is does the it's the same purpose, does the same things. The Prophet ﷺ, before he passed away, he made in, in his final sermon, this final speech, he said, What? There is nothing that would make you go to Jannah that, that I didn't tell you to do. Basically, the Prophet is saying, anything that will lead you to Jannah, everything that would lead you to Jannah, I told you to do. Anything. And anything that would lead you to hellfire, I told you not to do. Same thing that this is mentioned in the Quran too. Everything that would lead, there's no games here. Allah is very clear. You follow this, you're going to go to Jannah, paradise. You, f you don't follow it, or you follow the, uh, the, the other ways, or you go to in different directions, hellfire. You choose. That is your purpose. Your purpose on life is to follow Allah's commands, to worship Him the right way. That doesn't mean you can't live your life. That's a big misconception. Live your life according to that manual. Live your life in a halal way, in a permissible way that Allah is pleased with. There's no problem of you going, uh, going on vacations, going out with your friends, as long as you're not doing anything that Allah has forbid us to do. As long as you pray your five daily prayers, you know, 
as long as you know fast every year or one month is ramadan as long as you know pay your charity if you got to give you a lot of money pay your charity to the poor 2.5 percent mandatory charity of your savings you know allah told us how to navigate this world perfectly allah told us how to navigate this world but we are the ones who are basically refusing to do it that is the purpose of life and if we do so when we die it, that's not it because i know that you know atheism and and some sort of like beliefs they believe that when you die nothing happens absolute that's it, they couldn't be more wrong allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us once you die once you die right away you'll start judgment on in the grave in your grave and we'll get to that when we talk about you know the topic of death in your grave in your grave you will start uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will start judging you and the hisab basically and you will be held accountable for everything you did. If you pass, because now Allah given you the test, which is this life. This life is a test. Navigate. Do you get a career? Go do your job. Uh, have a family. Do everything you want to do in a halal way, within the guidance of the Quran and the Sunnah, within the guidance of the manual. It's very simple. If you pass this, you will. Now, when it comes to you know the grave, and when it comes to the day of judgment, when you are resurrected after you die. This is where basically the the, uh, the grading period. This is when Allah grades you now. This is Allah's grading us as humans. Allah grades us based on what we did in the test, which is this life. It's that simple. It's a very hopeful life. If you follow Allah, if you try your best, you don't have to be you know uh, up to the letter uh, because we can. Again, we are human beings. We're not perfect, but we do our best. We struggle. We strive. The word, remember the word jihad means striving. It doesn't mean anything else. When you strive against yourself, against shaitan, because shaitan now is, is what is his purpose now? Well, he's, he, he's here on earth with his followers, the demons or the, the devils, the shayateen. They're trying to get you in hellfire. They're trying to complete the job. They're trying to finish the job that they couldn't finish with Adam. They're trying to make you die upon disbelief, upon, upon major sins. They want you to visit hellfire and they want you to stay in it. As much as you know possible. Of course, if you die upon disbelief, you spend eternity in hellfire. That's it, and that's what they want. That's the whole purpose. That's their purpose, and our purpose is to survive life, to navigate through the test. And it's beautiful. Wallahi. Some people think, oh, if I keep like my whole life according to Quran and Sunnah, this is going to be very difficult to navigate. No, it's not. Alhamdulillah, we're all living our lives. I, every Muslim I know. Is living, alhamdulillah, a very normal life, a very actually happy life. And by the way, Allah promised us, the more you obey Allah's commands, the more you fear Allah in everything you do in this world, the more Allah will cause you to be happy. Allah will cause you to be content with everything you do. Allah will cause you, wallahi, this is, uh, like, this is based on, on, on a personal experience, I'm telling you. You will be happy even though if you think, you know what, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things, but if you're doing it for the sake of Allah, Allah will make you feel happy and Allah will reward you on the day of judgment. Inshallah. So simply that's that's it. That 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 basically is the purpose of life. We're here to pass the second test. We're not here to play. We're not here to have a family and have a career and that's it. No, 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 no. Everything comes after following Allah's commands. That's the purpose of our existence. But Allah also told us, live your life. As long as you're doing it, living it in the halal way, in the good way that Allah you know, is pleased with. Do everything you want. Allah, Islam does not forbid you to do anything unless it's forbidden, right? Do everything you want. 
but make your priority number one to pass the test. Your priority in life is Allah, 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 pleasing God, pleasing God, pleasing God. Then comes your family, then comes your career, then comes your income, then comes this, then comes having fun, then comes doing that. But Allah's first, that's why if you're sitting around watching TV, whatever, and the prayer time comes, ooh, run, run, make wudu and pray, you know, that's it. When, uh, uh, um, uh, when, when you're like, you know, outside with your friends and whatever, and you have to pray, do the same thing. Go make wudu and pray. Allah comes first because without Allah being first, you won't make it. You won't survive. You won't pass the second test. Allah has to be your priority and passing the test has to be your priority. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope I answered that question to you. And this is basically, it's really that simple. It's, there's nothing complicated about it, you know? So thank you so much for listening and thank you for being patient with me. Uh, again, uh, 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 we'll get into a lot of, of you know, uh, Islamic uh, uh, theologies and, and stuff like that. So thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.